Fire PK, are you ready today? Let's do it, Monica. I'm so so excited. Yeah. So what are we going to be talking about today? Well, this weekend is Mother's Day, so we're going to be talking about Mother's Day. Okay. The history, some interesting facts, some global things about it. I hope we can just share some stories about how awesome my moms are. Good. Good. Yeah. I love Mother's Day because I love my mom. Yeah. And I'm sure all the facts and everything about it are going to be equally as lovely and fun. And positive and happy. Exactly, right? (laughs) Mother's Day. Filled with love. Filled with love. Cool. PK just said that he knows what I'm going to say to to some of these stories. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if he's right. Yeah. Well, some of the facts that are going to come up later, I'm I'm pretty sure I know how you're going to respond. Okay, before you read the fact off, tell me how you think I'm going to respond. You're going to be like... Of course you would put that in. Of course you would say something like that. Okay. And I'll tell you I'll tell you when the moment is. Okay. 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 So we're gonna start with where Mother's Day starts from. And I was telling Monica a little bit about this. It's it's not all that surprising what the history of Mother's Day is, but some of it is like really sad actually. So anyways, we'll get into it. In the eighteen fifties, okay, in America, surprisingly Mother's Day comes from America. Actually not so surprising now I think about it, but a little surprising. <laughs> In West Virginia, there was a women's organizer named Ann Reeves Jarvis. She used to work in uh, medical con- medical facilities and stuff, trying to improve sanitary conditions, inf- uh, lowering infant mortality uh, by fighting disease and trying to curb milk contamination. She also helped out during the U.S. Civil War on both sides of the war, actually, mm-hmm. from 1861 to 1865. After the war, Ann Reeves Jarvis, and this is important, her name is Anne, Anne Reeves Jarvis, okay? She, after the Civil War, created a group with other women called Mother's Friendship Day. And it consisted of picnics and other events, and the hope was that mothers around the world would gather and try and stop things like wars. Julia Ward Howe, who was, was one of these women, uh, she was known as the composer of the song The Battle Hymn of the Republic, which was a big song during the Civil War issued a widely read document called Mother's Day Proclamation in 1870, calling for women to take an active role in promoting peace. Anne Reeves Jarvis also was a big, what's it called, suffragette. She was trying to get women to have a vote, mm-hmm. very politically involved. And she had a daughter, Anna. This is why I'm saying Anne and Anna are very different. Anna is the daughter. <sighs> Who does that? Well, apparently they did. Anna Jarvis was the daughter of Anne Reeves Jarvis. And when her mother died, when Anne died in 1905, she decided to create her own campaign for Mother's Day observances as an actual thing. Uh, following her mother's anniversary, death of anniversary, like two years later. Is it her anniversary? Oh, I see what you did there. Okay. So. In uh, May 10th, 1908, families gathered uh, at Jarvis's hometown of Grafton, West Virginia, at a church that's now been renamed as International Mother's Day Shrine, as well as in Philadelphia, where Jarvis lived at the time, and a bunch of other cities. And she had the first, like, celebration thing. And for her, what Mother's Day was, was a day where you'd go home to spend with your mom and uh, thank her for all that she did. And you would, like give her flowers, right, and just 
tell her how much you appreciate her. So Mother's Day was to celebrate your mom. And like you'd go to church with her in the morning and afterwards you'd like spend the day with her and just tell her how much you loved her in life, in real life. Mm-hmm. Right? That was what it was for Anna. Anna's mom, Anne, loved carnations. So Anna started the tradition of wearing a carnation for Mother's Day. A red carnation. Is that a tradition? Oh, I didn't know this either, but it was a tradition originally. So how the tradition worked was if your mom was alive, you would wear a red carnation indicating a living mother. And if your mother had passed away, you would wear a white carnation on Mother's Day indicating that your mother had passed. It's really sad. It's really sad. Anna's mother, Anne, loved carnation, so this is a big reason why it happened. So, Anna Jarvis, along with the help of some businessmen and some other people, created this huge letter-writing campaign and got the president, Woodrow Wilson, to recognize that Mother's Day was a federally observed holiday. And that's where we got Mother's Day from. Anne, her mother, was humanitarian person and Anna her daughter codified and got Mother's Day as a thing so now this is where the story gets kind of tragic oh no um, like, that's not so bad it's not so bad but this is where it gets kind of tragic okay so so just to recap Anne Reeves Jarvis mm-hmm. was a suffragette she was this great woman mm-hmm. she started Ma- Mother's Friendship Day mm-hmm. then when she had a daughter her daughter Anna uh-huh. decided to make a holiday about her mother, so she wrote to Woodrow Wilson and got it proclaimed a national holiday. Well, she and yeah, well, a not bunch just... of other people, yeah. yeah. Okay. Pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. But here's where it gets kind of sad. <laughs> so, after Mother's Day was recognized as a federally observed holiday, uh, a bunch of marketing firms and stuff got in the mix, like Hallmark and, well, Hallmark, I don't know if it was around during this time, but card writing companies and flower companies and chocolate makers and gift makers mm-hmm. started marketing very shortly after Mother's Day was a thing. And this really pissed off Anna. Uh, in particular, what she didn't, one of the things that she talked about was she didn't like how people would just write cards and then send them to their mom because she felt it was really lazy and not not actually showing your mom that you really cared about her because writing a real letter you requires thought, requires you to actually figure out what words you want to show with your mom. Or better yet, just go and spend time with your mom, which was the whole point of Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. You go to your mom's house, take the time to travel there, which was difficult back in those days. But anyways, take the time to travel there. Spend the day with your mom, appreciate her. But all of this marketing stuff to her was like a perversion of what Mother's Day was supposed to mean. So she had... She inherited quite a considerable sum of money when her mom, Anne, died. Her -hmm. estate was pretty large. Anna Jarvis spent all of her inheritance, plus some, campaigning against Mother's Day, trying to get it revoked, actually, afterwards. She actually publicly attacked, uh, at one point, Eleanor Roosevelt for her support of the commercialization, what she saw as the commercialization of Mother's Day. And uh, she was arrested in Philadelphia for crashing a confectioner's conf- uh, mm-hmm. convention, trying to sell chocolates oh on God. Mother's Day. Yeah, she was arrested for dis- yeah confectioner's she, convention. She was arrested for disturbing the peace, and she died in a sanatorium, oh. destitute, without any children. 
she had squandered, well, not squandered, but she had spent her entire inheritance and family life trying to repeal and revoke and fight against the thing that she had made. That's so sad. Yeah, told you. Oh, no. I, I don't know. I wonder in a way if it, like, if it's still nice to have Mother's Day, even if it is commercialized. Yeah, I think so. Do you think there's any holiday out there that isn't a commercial, like a commercial marketing ploy? Uh, President's Day? No, that is. Uh, Good Friday. But that's not really a holiday. <laughs> I can't yeah, think of one. But Easter comes around then. Yeah, but East. Well, yeah, but Good Friday is like three days before Easter. Uh, I, I can't think of any yeah. federally observed holiday. Memorial Day is, Labor Day is, Veterans Day. And those are like the smaller holidays, right, mm-hmm. typically. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, Anna. Actually, this has inspired me to write a letter to my mom for Mother's Day. There you go. So, to the listeners out there, live up to Anna's wishes. Spend time with your mom. Yeah. And to Monica's mom, who's probably listening to this right now, you should check your mail for a letter. Yeah, I need to get her address. <laughs> but for for people that don't know, my mom is uh, in Europe right now uh, with my with my grandma. So moms on moms. Moms on moms. Sweet. <laughs> Could you, be a weird name for some from the Yes. Okay. TK, keep us keep us on track. Well, yeah. Okay. So so here's some interesting facts about Mother's Day. Okay. This is gonna be fun. It is gonna be fun. 133 million Mother's Day cards are exchanged annually in the United States, according to the Greeting Card Association. That is a lot of cards. 133 million. million. So there's there's a little over 300 million people, period, in the U.S., right? That's a lot. Holy shit. Does that even <laughs> add up, those numbers? What do you mean? There's like 340 to 330 million people in the U.S., 133 million Mother's Day cards. I'm sure people, like, buy some for women that aren't their mothers that they consider mother figures more than like about half of the like a little under half of the u.s population's mothers yeah i mean i think that adds up because i'm sure that like you might buy one for your grandmother you might buy one for your mom that's two alone i won't buy any this year pk because i'll be writing a letter oh there you go sorry sorry greeting can be 100 you know 132 999 <laughs> because you're right handwriting yes. to your mom and grandma yeah uh, so consumers purchase an average of 2.8 Mother's Day cards there you go um, oh thanks for bringing that why well, I didn't see that in my list of yeah, well that explains a lot approximately 65% of card sales occur within 5 days prior to Mother's Day procrastinators yeah, no seriously most people purchase fresh flowers and plants for Mother's Day than for any other holiday except for Christmas or Hanukkah Kwanzaa winter solstice whatever what plants do you buy for Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa apparently flowers and various plants perhaps a nice succulent <laughs> it's like one of the worst gift plants <laughs> yes it's just like yeah this is something you can't kill yeah <laughs> Like a nice yeah. Actually, I like succulents. I take it back. Uh, in 2016, the National Retail Federation (NRF) estimated that U.S. consumers would spend 21.4 billion dollars in celebrating Mother's Day. That's just for reference. Ooh. Okay, just for reference. That's 21.4 Instagrams, or two WhatsApps, or 
Oh my god, that's the nerdiest way to approach <laughs> 21.4 billion. Or a little 21 under. 21 Instagrams. Or I think that's also two Best Buys. Oh, come on, you can't look at it that way. I'm just saying that's a lot of money. $21.4 billion, that's a lot of money. Yeah, but it's not like when you put in 21 Instagrams, it doesn't sound like a lot. That's a lot of Instagrams. How much do people spend annually on Pokemon? Do you remember? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. It was well, a lot. Just that. It was a lot. Just that much on one day. Yeah. Most consumers will give cards about 78.4%. Flowers, 665 55.2% will take their mom out in 2016. But more money will be spent on jewelry, $4.2 billion on jewelry, $4.1 billion on outings, and then $2.4 billion on flowers. That is estimated for this year, according to the National Retail Federation. According to Insure.com, 2015 Mother's Day Index, the various tasks moms perform at home would be worth $65,284 annually. So cooking, cleaning, washing, raising the kids, transportation, if you were to monetize that and pay moms, they would make an annual income of $65,284. You can't, you can't do that. Well, apparently. You can't quantify someone's time spent at home raising kids, doing all that stuff. This is America, Monica. No, we just did ridiculous. it. ridiculous. It's that- ridiculous to call a stay-at-home mom. I'm assuming, right? That's what that is, a stay-at-home mom. Has a sixty-two thousand salary. Sixty-five thousand. You can't. You can't quantify that, because being a mom is priceless, PK. And I'm ashamed of you for thinking otherwise. Oh, I'm just this saying. This will be going in my letter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. I'm approaching it from the other perspective because I think what this shows is that mothers are underappreciated, right? No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't put money on it. They're this much underappreciated. They're 65,000 underappreciated. That's three Honda Civics underappreciated. Oh, oh two Honda Civics. <laughs> <laughs> or like two super rare Pokemon cards. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's at least two Black Lotuses, okay? Oh my gosh. Um, that number is actually up from the number of the year before in 2014. 2014, uh, moms were 62,985, approximately 63,000, right? So this is saying is though mom's work has gone up, they're still equally underappreciated. Yes. Okay. The market says that mothers are increasing in uh, how much they should be compensated, but obviously they're not actually being compensated in dollars. Yeah. That was my point. It wasn't that... Only compensated in love. We should just give them Honda Civics. That's what we should do. Every year, every mother gets two Honda Civics. <laughs> That's my solution. You get a Honda Civic. <laughs> you get a Honda Civic. Honda Civics for everyone. You'd love it. Yeah. Uh, $172.22. That is the average amount that Americans will spend for Mother's Day, which is down from last year's record high of $172.63. $172.22. That's the average amount that the average mm-hmm. American will spend uh, for Mother's Day. Holy shit. If most people are buying cards, just like a dollar, who are the couple of people that are taking their moms out for like, that are bringing the average up to 172? Well, you have to remember that from the previous fact that 78% are buying cards, 65 or 66 are buying flowers, 55 are taking their mom out. So you can assume that like there's some people that will give their mom a card, a flower, and take their mom out 
mm-hmm. that's going to cost a lot of money, you know, if you take your mom to a nice place or something. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the jewelry. There's a lot of money being spent on jewelry, $4.2 billion, right? Oh, I guess. Jewelry's not cheap either. It can be, I guess. Would you, do you think your mom would prefer, like, diamond earrings or, like, a mural you made her? Probably the, oh, I don't know. I'm a really bad painter. So if I made a mural, my mom would be like, why did you give me garbage? <laughs> <laughs> if you made a mural, that'd be Can a different I pay story. Can you to paint this over? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why not? Why not just white? Why not just? <laughs> this is nice, but it is not to my liking. Yeah. Thank you. Why did you finger paint? I don't understand. It's so funny. I hope our moms listen to this, and they're like, "What? Are you crazy? Give me that jewelry." <laughs> yeah. <A> mural. <laughs> Where would I put a mural? Yeah. Why would I even want one? You're a shitty painter. <laughs> <laughs> why would you think this was a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, Mom, I made you this. And she's like, Where are my diamonds? Yeah. <laughs> I was told there would be diamonds. I was, yes. I was yeah. told there would be flowers, a card, meal, and diamonds. <laughs> oh, okay, well. Okay. okay, next time. $133 is the average amount that the American male spends on Mother's Day gifts. 214 is the average amount the average American woman spends. That is a lot of difference. That's a big difference. 214 for women compared to 133 for men. You ungrateful bastards. I, mean, just, that, I was surprised by that number. Guys, we need to step it up here. This is ridiculous. Man, I wonder how they even came up with those stats. Well, yeah. Uh, definitely. Step it up, guys. Mm-hmm. Also... Mother's Day is the day that the largest number of domestic abuse calls come in. Stop it. No. Oh, why would you say that? Anna would be rolling in her grave. This is the opposite of Mother's Day. Oh. Is that the thing that you were going to be like, why would you put that in there? Yes. Oh, I'm just squirming over here. That's just, ah. It's true. Every year, Mother's Day is the highest incidence of domestic abuse calls by the police. Is it by moms to their ungrateful children? I actually think I don't. I don't know who it's from. Probably not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Flowers. Mira, <laughs> where are my diamonds? Can't listen to the podcast. It's not a funny matter. I apologize. But that's that's it's true. Uh, regional, in the. Much of the Arab world, not all of it, but much of it. Mother's Day is on March 21st, which happens to loosely coincide with the start of spring. In Panama, Mother's Day is celebrated on December 8th, when the Catholic Church honors perhaps the most famous of mothers, the Virgin Mary. In Thailand, mothers are honored on August 12th, the birthday of Queen Sikrit. Sirikit, Sirikit, no, I'm so bad at this. Sirikit, yeah, okay, we'll do that. Queen Sirikit, who has reigned since 1956 and is considered by many to be the mother to all ties. Britain's centuries-old Mothering Sunday, the fourth Sunday of the Christian period of Lent, began as a spring Sunday designated for people to visit their area's main cathedral or mother church rather than their local parish. Mothering Sunday church travel led to family reunions, which in turn led to Britain's version of Mother's Day. 
Hmm. Fourth Sunday of Lent. Hmm. That's when that happens. So, those are all my facts. Those are pretty good facts. Right? So what did we learn for all? So globally, it happens different different times of the year. So mm-hmm. Mother's Day is not universal. Um, men spend less on gifts for their moms than women. And it's a huge industry. Huge. Massive. Um, and sadly, the domestic report calls BK, of course. All right. And, okay, so as promised, we said that we would share stories about our moms. So, PK, let's hear a, a Mama Kim. Okay. So, my my mom had, like, a really rough switch from singlehood into, into like, married life. So, what happened was is my mom and my dad only knew each other for, like, three weeks, and then they got engaged. So, that it was, like, really crazy. Mm-hmm. And then when my mom uh, got married, she moved to my grandparents' place with my dad. They lived together for a while, and it was terrible. Like, it was Why? horrible. Why? Well, like, my, in like, I guess, I don't know if this is true of all families, but my grandfather, uh, whenever any of his kids, like, married someone, uh, well, not every time, but in a couple of instances, he would have the new wives, like, come and stay with them, and then he used them as, like, additional labor. So my aunt... This is like Game of Thrones. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, my aunt and my mom. My mom at the time was, like, still in college. So she was trying to take college courses. Mm-hmm. And my grandpa would have, like, 50 people over or something and force my, my mom to, like, cook for all of them. So my mom would be, like, trying to study and cook like, for 50 people, handmade Korean food. for. Mm-hmm. She told me, like, months. Like, this lasted forever. And she would cry from the stress and go to class, like, super tired and weary. And then... um even when they, like, moved out and my mom had me and stuff, my dad was, like, super involved in a lot of things like business organizations and religious organizations and stuff. So my mom was always, like, trying to raise kids and, like, shut up. So the, the story that I want to share is, like, one time my mom was uh, going off to class and she told my dad, hey, take care of the kids because I have to go and study and go to class and stuff like that. And my dad was like, okay, fine. So then she went off to class for a few hours and when she comes back, she unlocks the door, and like one-year-old me shows up, and she's like, "Where's Daddy?" <laughs> and, and apparently, I don't remember this at all. Apparently, I went out to my mom and was like, "Shh, Daddy's sleeping." <laughs> <laughs> I was like butt naked or something. I don't know. We covered in like feathers. And, <laughs> yeah. And, like, couch cushion fluff. Yeah. And my dad was just like knocked out. He was super passed out from Aww. from me just like running him ragged. My mom tells me that story, like, all the time. And my, my dad just looks at me, and he's like, eh, it's hard, okay. <laughs> You're all pain in the ass. Yeah. Okay. Just appreciate my mom a lot. Yeah. She went through a lot of crap. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, I mean, there's plenty of stories. Like, I the biggest fight that I ever got into my mom with was about the English language. <laughs> She she was, like, picking me up from swim class, and uh, she was trying to tell me that there were, like, a lot of mice in the house mm-hmm. or something like that. She was like, it was like a flock of mouse. <laughs> I was like, Mom, Mom, that is not, the plural of, of mouse is not flock of mouse. It's mice. She's like, no, it's flock of mouse. And we got in this huge argument. 
but whether it was mice or flock of mouse. And she took it like pretty personally. She was like, I've been in America since I was 21. I've been here for decades. I know English, okay? It's flock of mouse. <laughs> I couldn't believe. So you're like, sure. Yeah. You got it. I, I prefer that too. Flock of mouse. Flock of mouse. Yeah. Flock of flock of mouse. Flock of flock of mouse. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just hard. Like, it didn't, you know, how to deal with like language mm-hmm. and culture barriers. It was rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom is the same way. Uh, she and my dad fled Slovakia, um, and they moved to England when my mom was pregnant with me. And so while she was pregnant, she had to work <clears throat> at a meatpacking factory and take oh, the wow. bus to and from. So she is a she's a fighter. She is a strong woman. Um, but it's amazing. She's had to deal with all this. She had to come to the States and completely change her career and learn English, and, you know, raise me, and then she had twins, so raise three kids, and yet she's, like, the most patient, angelic person ever. I remember we had this, uh, we had this fight <laughs> when I was a teenager, and so I have, I have blonde hair, and I wanted to dye a part of my hair purple, and I was like, Mom, I want to dye my hair, and she's like, no, like, only rebels and weird kids dye their hair purple, and I was like, no, Mom, like, I, like, it's only my hair, it doesn't mean, it doesn't change who I am as a person, and she's like, Moni, like, please, I love you, don't dye your hair, <laughs> and I was like, if you loved me, you'd let me dye my hair, <laughs> we argued over this for, like, a day, and then I was like, and she's like, fine, do it, like, just do it, it doesn't, you know, she's like, just do it, it's, it'll be fine, and then I was like, uh, okay, and I was like, well, can you help me? <laughs> and so then she helped me dye my hair. And I was like, I don't know, it was like one of those stupid teenage fights. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the type. I mean, my mom is just, like, so patient and would never want confrontation. And I was like, give me, like, let's fight. Let's duke it out. And I don't know how she did it. She raised three great kids that all made it through college, all have jobs now. And she's, you know, she and my dad are now traveling a lot. Driving up and down the coast. This went to Portugal, and she's in Slovakia. And what the heck? Yeah. I was like, Mom, how'd you do it? So. That's really cool. Love you, Mom. Yeah. Monica's mom, you're pretty cool. And then my mom's still, like, she still looks so good. It's like, I don't know how she does it. She's, like, super slim and has, like, always great hair and, like, you know, fashionable. Yeah. And I have trouble. Right now I'm standing in, like... Dirty tennis shoes and a holy sweatshirt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's crazy. What about you, PK? How do you feel about your your mom? Oh, I mean, I think I, I think a lot of people just underappreciated my mom. Like my dad's blind, and then my sister and I are both like definitely a handful. Mm -hmm. So my mom was just like stressed all the time, and it was terrible. I remember as a kid, my mom would tell me, like, she she had trouble, like, sleeping for a long time. And I always thought, that's so weird. I sleep just fine. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> looking back on it now, I'm just like, of course she had trouble. Like, it was the worst situation. It's like having to, having to, like, just keep the whole family together just by, like, sheer power of will and, like, labor was horrendous. Because my sister and I were, like, super involved in all sorts of different things. My dad was super involved in all sorts of different things. My dad couldn't, like, he wasn't as able to drive or, mm-hmm. like, 
even do simple things like sign forms was kind of hard. We had to like help my dad figure out how to sign forms and mm-hmm. my mom had to like deal with all of that. And my dad also like runs into things and like knocks over things. My mom like is always like, ah, why, why do you move? <laughs> uh, so I mean, I, I, like, still like a flock of mouse. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I just, I, I really appreciate my mom for a lot of reasons. And mm-hmm. one of them is just like, she's sane. It was just so crazy growing up in that kind of situation. Oh my gosh. There is one family video I remember of, uh, we're, we're like in our living room and there's just crap everywhere. Like it's just a nightmare. And like my brother and sister are doing jump rope inside. I'm like running with scissors or something. Or like my brother's like, look at us. We're, we're going to jump off the table. And they were like jumping off the table. And my mom was just sitting on the couch, just like smiling at the camera and waving. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's a, that's a, like, she must be broken. <laughs> like, three crazy animal kids. And, but yeah. And it's, it's, it's a bummer that I feel like, you can only appreciate your mom once you're an adult. Yeah. And then it's tough to find the time to tell them how much, you know, they mean to you because they, they raised you. Yeah. So. One of our coworkers was showing me this uh, website called Wait But Why. You know mm-hmm. Wait But Why? Is it? No. It's just about, like, this guy who's, like, thinks about things and he tries to, like, really delve deep into them. So one of the things that he looked up was... Um, by the time that you leave the house, you leave mm-hmm. your parents' home, you've spent like 83, 84% of the time you'll ever spend with them already, mm-hmm. which is really sad to think about. And I, well, ever since I found that out, I think about that a lot. And I'm like, I should really appreciate my parents more. Mm-hmm. Well, I've just been growing more appreciation since, you know, when you're as an adult, like you realize you start doing things that are your par- like your parents. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, some some yeah. of the things you're like, oh, it's really cool. I'm glad I like I picked that up from my my folks. And some yeah. of them you're just like, Ugh, why? Like uh, my dad does this thing. He like my my dad's a big jokester kind of guy. He does this thing where he makes jokes, and sometimes his jokes are like he provides no context for them. We're <laughs> just completely out of left field. And I realize that I do that too. Because what happens is, like, you create this whole backstory in your head, and it feels like everyone else knows what that backstory is, and then you just deliver the punchline, and everyone's like, where did that come from? <laughs> and I go, okay. Just when you randomly yell things. Yeah. And then he said, no you. This is going to happen later. You and I are going to be downstairs, and it's going to be like, fuck of mouse. It's going to be so good. Yeah. So you know how you mentioned um, about what, what your parents taught you? Like, I feel like subconsciously, we are our parents. Like, our mannerisms, the way we act, what we find funny. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've noticed, I've noticed definitely that my parents taught me what a good relationship is. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like some people that don't have that North Star of, like, oh, my parents have been together, you know, like, 30 years. What, like, how can you give yourself the self-value to know what that looks like? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you need to have an idea of what a good relationship is to appreciate when you're in one and when you're in a bad one. Mm-hmm. And that's something I definitely realized. I was like, oh, I definitely want what they have because, and everyone deserves to have that. Yeah. That's actually a really well-researched thing in social psychology and family, family like, studies and stuff. Mm-hmm. That if your parents had a really good, loving relationship and they stayed together, it significantly increases how well, like, your life trajectory is going to go mm-hmm. relationally. It's definitely true, yeah. Yeah. And, like, looking back on it, 
I maybe they had their strifes and their battles and things, but never like I don't remember anything, mm-hmm. which is crazy on their part. Like they, if they did have a difficult relationship, the fact that they didn't let their kids see it, or like we had no idea, is also like that's like a feat of that's crazy. Like yeah, like moms are so powerful. Yeah. Mm. My parents did the same thing for me. Like growing up, our family went through not nothing like super crazy, but we went through some some stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know about it until I was like well out of the house. Mm-hmm. And they would tell me about it. I'd be like, "What the heck? When did this happen?" It was like that one time. Remember, we were over there, and I was like, "That was why we were there." Oh my gosh! Right? It's, yeah. Well, anyways, any any last stories? Any shout-outs to mom? Any mom? Your mom? Yeah. My mom is also, like, a really, really funny and super, super, like, animated individual. Mm-hmm. She's a really good singer, and she's... People always tell me, like, your mom is so pretty. Like, <laughs> my, my mom, whenever I go home now, my mom does this thing where, like, she'll come up to me and say, Hey, 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 uh, I was at church the other day, and this new young couple came to me. And they were like, oh, how old is your baby? They just had a one-year-old, so they're asking me how old my baby is. And I just go, ha, 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 ha. He's 27. Because <laughs> <laughs> she, like, finds it really it's awesome. So, she said it's so evil. She's starting to Yeah. My mom, my mom like, she's, she's like, oh, they think that I'm super young. Like, because I look good. <laughs> it's like a thing about this. Uh, so funny. But yeah, I mean, I think parting words is like, you know, think about your mom, like appreciate your mom, mm-hmm. definitely. And know that you've already spent well over 83% of the time you'll ever spend with your parents. So like, go home, write them a real letter, like write your mom a real letter. Mm-hmm. And then buy her two Honda Civics because that's how much she's... Two and a half. Two and a half Honda that's, Civics. She's, she's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to send a shout out to my mom and my grandma. You guys are the best moms I could ever... I don't know, ever hope for. And from your three kids, Mom, me, Marty, and Mish, we all love you. And we need to appreciate you more. And Dad, I guess I'll include. <laughs> That's messed <laughs> up. Dad, you're in there, too. Um, you're just there. No, he gets our appreciation. And for for all our listeners out there, take the time to write your mom a letter or make her something nice. Um, perhaps a mural. Perhaps a mural. Perhaps not. Perhaps some diamonds, if you're PK. Um, <laughs> just so not to give them mural. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just really appreciate your parents. It's tough. It's um, so I feel like it's one of those things you don't realize how lucky you are to have until until it's passed. Yeah. Oh, it's all so depressing. So sad. That's not on, on a depressing note. Uh, one more, more one more funny mom story, and then and then we'll... one more funny mom story. One more funny mom story. So. My mom's a my mom's a lightweight when it comes to drinking. Oh. My dad like drinks a lot. He's he, he he my dad can knock him out. So my my parents came and visited me at Napa once with my sister, mm-hmm. and I was DD as designated driver. So I we I drove out to to Napa. My mom the whole time just like you can't drink anything. If you drink, we die. Like <laughs> oh yeah. So so I was like, mom, don't worry. Like they have the little spit bucket thing. I'll just taste it, spit it out. She's like, what? No, you can't do that. Like she didn't mm. really know it's a thing. So I went, we went to the first winery and I taste and then I spit it out. And my mom looked at me in horror. She's like, what are you doing? You're wasting good wine. Give me that. <laughs> she like 
took the wine glass from my hand, and then she she was drinking hers and then mine. And after the first one, I got the second one to taste, tasted it, spit it, and she goes, "Who do you?" Like she freaked out again, right? So then she took it. She drank like half of mine and had a sip of hers. She's like, "Oh, I can't do this." And then she gave it to my dad. So my dad's like triple fisting now, right? <laughs> like all this wine. <laughs> so after the first winery, my parents are blasted. Like they're super drunk. And I remember my dad and my mom. Like we were driving. I was driving us to the next place, and my sister. Um, I parked the car so my sister could get out and get some maps to find other wineries. Mm-hmm. And my parents are in the back. My sister comes back. My mom is like laughing uncontrollably, laying down on my dad's lap. And then she looks up at my dad. My dad can't see, remember? She looks at my dad and she's still laughing. And then she, she like raises her hand as she's laying across my dad's lap. She raises her hand up and then slaps my dad really hard in the face. What? And she's just like, I'm so drunk. <laughs> and my dad didn't see it coming. He was like, oh. Yeah. So he just, he just hits it. And then he like turns to me. And he goes, this is my life. (laughs) 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 It's funny as crap. So to my mom, for dealing with many, many years of my sister Jessica and I, Mm -hmm. like just being absolutely crazy and all my dad's antics. I think you're the best mom. Have a happy Mother's Day. My sister Jessica will buy you the diamonds. I'm sending a crappy finger-painted mural your way. Good. We'll make it together. Yeah. Um, yeah, and mom, I love you. Nothing matters as much as me, as, as you to me. Since I joke. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. And that's it. Have a happy Mother's Day, everyone. Have a happy Mother's Day. See you later. See you later. Bye.